This week on Movie Time Machine, in a dystopic and crime-ridden Detroit, a terminally wounded cop returns to the forest as a powerful cyborg haunted by submerged memories. This is RoboCop. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. I'm your host, Chad, and bringing you this week's movie, Ro- Robocop, released in 1987, directed by Paul Verhoeven. But before we dive into our movie of the week, let's go around the table and do some introductions. So joining me this week, he loves all things Survivor, Jamie, joining us after two episodes to being out. Welcome. Glad to be back. All right. And he loves all things streaming. Chris, what's up? hey and again, he's always and he's only seen everything, James. Did you know they're making a Hocus Pocus too? Can't wait to see Bed again. <laughs> and he loves all things Wes. Casey. Hello, hello. All right, all right, all right. Now with the show, as we do with every episode before we get into the topic of the week, let's just go around. Uh, we'll start with Jamie, just uh, what you've been watching listening or doing since last episode you want to share or recommend with uh everyone yeah so i have been um dabbling in the we have disney plus and i wanted to watch treehouse of horror the other day and i thought to myself man i wonder if they have that all in one spot turns out they do and i gotta say the original episode the very first treehouse of horror there's um for those of you who've never seen it, it's three short films into one Simpsons episode, but there's one where James Earl Jones reads The Raven, and I would oh, put it yes. up there with like the best episodes of cartoons ever. It's so good. Ooh. Jamie, I watched that Tuesday because I also found that on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're with me, James. How, how many did you watch? Uh, I only got through uh, two because I'm old and then I went to bed. <laughs> well, I got through three, so there you have it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. But... yeah I th- we thought we would watch that with, uh, I was like, oh, some Halloween. Let's uh, watch it with uh, Lorenzo. We started watching. It was like a newer one that I hadn't seen before. And I was like, oh, this is a little bit more mature than <laughs> I thought or I remember. So I was like, oh, maybe we'll, we'll wait a couple of years before we do the Treehouse of Horror as a family. I feel like I didn't even think about that like as a kid. I didn't think it was like super violent. At least in my head I did it. But I agree with you, Chad. This time I was like, huh. I don't know if yeah. I would have, I don't know why my parents would let me watch this. <laughs> oh, and then other than Treehouse, the one thing I wanted to mention, um, I've seen it before, but Netflix has Moneyball. And yeah, I'll I'll be damned if that isn't one of my favorite movies of all time. It's it's so good. I'm a baseball fan, so that definitely helps. But um, yeah, and just with the World Series just wrapped up this week, and it's kind of a weird encapsulation of one team who spent all the money and won the World Series with the Dodgers, and then the Rays who kind of moneyballed it. And I would argue they kind of overanalyzed their Blake Snell debacle. You know, I, I think the math may have worked against them there, but I digress. All right, and that's a sports time machine. Let's go. Hey, Chris, what have you been up to since last episode? 
Yeah, so a uh, couple things. Um, recently uh, started the uh, the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. So it's a mini series about chess. Um, I've actually really enjoyed it. I think there's seven or eight total episodes. I'm about six in. Um, kind of a, a neat story. So I've enjoyed that a ton. Um, I've also started playing. Uh, so basically, Target had a sale on video games. So I bought two of them, and I bought the uh, the Last of Us two and Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I heard so much about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So I started playing that one, and uh, mainly just because I think Last of Us two might be a little too dark right now in the pandemic time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I've been really enjoying that. I have been playing a ton. Um, and then outside of that, I've started working out again. In my workout show has been The Mandalorian. As somebody who doesn't like uh star wars i've enjoyed the film for the most part there's a couple things that like nitpicks that i have but all in all like it's an okay series i thought like the last like three episodes is what made it though i thought it was pretty slow yeah um and not like i don't know there there were moments where i was like what is happening this is silly um but i felt like the last three episodes made it worth it so um it'll be interesting to see i know that season two just dropped so it'll be interesting to see that now all right, all right, all right. James, what have you been up to? Sweet. So um, I've been reading the Philip K. Dick uh, book where it has all the short stories in there. So I've kind of been just flipping through uh, a bunch of the ones that I recognize as movies, not the ones that I don't think have been adapted into movies. So like uh, read the one that was based on Total Recall or the Total Recall is based on, I should say, The Minority Report, Paycheck, Next. Um, so just kind of cruising through those. Uh, and then... Uh, but it's definitely got me back into reading. So I think the short story, like to get my mind, like where it's like, oh, like, uh, you know, starting a starting a story to completion in, you know, like an hour kind of thing. Like, I think that's the way to go about it to get myself kind of mentally back into reading again. Uh, otherwise, for TV, I watched that uh, Haunting a Bly Manor on Netflix. Uh, it's like the second one in their series. They did the Haunting... Uh, I think it was Haunting of Hill House or at Hill House. I don't know. This one seemed not super scary. I think the other one was not like it was like ridiculously scary before, but I think it was more well done um, the first time mm-hmm. around. So we'll see if they continue this kind of the haunting of series on Netflix or not. Um, and then after that, I've been devouring West Wing. Uh, I'm already halfway through season six. So I'm thinking if I really... Uh, have nothing better to do this weekend i could probably get everything all completed before election day <laughs> is that jimmy schmitz or whatever who comes yeah, in schmitz. Six? Yeah, yeah he just started doing his like uh he's like in new hampshire like and like just like i'm running for president like and, oh and he's just annoyed like going to the the garbage right yep exactly yeah, yeah. yeah it's like it's cold out it's like yeah exactly so uh he's just in the middle of it and then the next one will be like where he has the full democratic i think vote and then it'll just be him towards uh the republican party so well and then we'll wrap up season seven all ready for the big day hey james yes i um i remember last episode you mentioned short stories as well and it it got me thinking have you read stephen king's different seasons i have not okay you should check that out especially if you're on a short story kick you get um shawshank redemption the body aka the stand and then apt pupil which was made into a movie and it's one of the darkest tales i've ever read and then my personal favorite which is called the breathing method 
I don't want to say too much because that's part of the fun. But yeah, I think if you're into short stories right now, you should check out different seasons. That's a quick fact checked on that. Um, Jamie, you said uh, the body, a.k.a. the stand. I think you meant uh, a.k.a. stand by me. Oh, wow. Thank you. Yep. I did mean stand (laughs) by me. I was going to, I like, I was thinking in my head, but I'm like, I'm not going to correct the guy that's giving me <laughs> like, Hey, the, you should read this the book. The stand is like an oh, encyclopedia. I was going to say that. Different. I remember that book was huge. Which the stand they, by me. But stand. Yeah. Um, the stand actually, I think they're remaking for TV again. Um, I think they did that yeah. late or mid nineties, maybe if I remember correctly, yeah. uh, but they're doing it again. And I think that's supposed to come out this winter, or this next spring. I don't know. Yikes. Perfect timing. Cool. Hey, Case. <laughs> Ever since uh, Pat oh. Robinson, Pat Robinson came out and said that uh, Jesus told him that uh, Donald Trump's going to win the election and soon the end times will follow. But uh, carry on, Is Casey. What's right? up? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Um. So we've been trying to keep up with the uh, Great British Breaking Show. We're totes into that. So as those drop. Uh, we watch those. Um, but recently I have a music thing that I've fallen in love with a, a hip hop artist, uh, Toby Noigwe, uh, super into him. I guess he just performed at the BET awards, but I, uh, I don't know. My buddy sent me a track and then I just went and watched and listened to everything. And I'm super into him. Also, I don't know if you guys watch anything on YouTube. I stumbled into this documentary channel called all gas, no breaks. It's this dude who, uh, I don't know, he calls it or people call it gonzo journalism where he's essentially documenting these different events. Um, But it's just, it's super hilarious because it's like really, it's real things. He goes to like Proud Boys rallies or Trump rallies or, uh, you you know, uh, Antifa rallies, you know, so every, every random thing, you know, furry fests, uh, crazy things. And he just like he was at uh, the protests here in Minneapolis after George Floyd as well. He has a, a video from that, but it's just like a, a really weird and crazy and unique glimpse into like real life because he, he just it's like a documentary series. He just goes and does interviews of these people who are in these really absurd situations, and it's it's like funny and sad and and, and super like interesting. I don't know. So if you're into anything like that, check that out on YouTube. What is that again, Casey? All thing? gas, no brakes. Okay. That sounds interesting. Cool. Just subscribed to that channel. Super, yeah, super weird. I, I don't know. I've, I, I The ones I've watched have been super inter- interesting. All right. Let's check that out. Uh, what I've been up to uh, since la- last episode, um, I've randomly been coming across some movies that have randomly popped up uh, on our podcast that I've been like, oh, yeah. I've never seen that. Then like James's response is, of course you haven't seen that. Um, (laughs) I watched Avatar um, a week or two ago and hugely disappointed, (laughs) hugely disappointed in it. Um, Yeah, I get how it probably was maybe really cool to see 10 years ago. um, You mean AKA Fern Gully? I was going to say, Casey, you described it perfectly. (laughs) Fern Gully meets Pocahontas. Pretty much same thing. With exactly. CGI and so. blue people. Yeah. yeah. Chad, I'd have to say that like 10, is it 10 or 20? No, it's 10 years ago when it did come out. Like as far as like, that was like, they were still making a lot of 3d movies or adapting them to be 3d, like to charge more. Uh, yeah. I remember like, like, like clash of the Titans and then just making it 3d to make it like, I don't know, sell more tickets. Uh, 
this was like the first one I feel like was made to be 3D and it, it paid off like at the IMAX when you saw it. Yeah. So I bet that was cool, but I don't think it's <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's my opinion. Um, then, of course, uh, we've been or actually Shit's Creek season six popped up on Netflix. So we've been we're almost through with that final season, which there's been some pretty good episodes in that. I think the last couple of seasons have been kind of it kind of leveled out a little bit for me. But as yeah, last season, it's been pretty good. And then, of course, uh, my my tradition of recommending a cartoon or animated series is the uh, the fungies on HBO Max, which is about a bunch of fungus. It looks absurd. Um, <laughs> it has a ridiculous theme song that sounds like it's straight out of me. Like maybe like it feels like early 90s, like sitcom ish, but it's pretty good. It has like really cool, like really good themes on it, like, uh, you know, caring and cheering and all that good stuff inclusivity so yeah i've been watching that uh, occasionally with my kids so it's my animation pick of the week what's that rated um god is it rate? i think it's rated pg R? but it's yeah <laughs> r for great children nc17 <laughs> are you sure they're not called sure. the fun guys Nope, they're called the Fungies. Okay. Want me to play a theme song for you? Just checking. I believe you. Are you sure? Are you I sure? Don't think, I don't think you're allowed to. <laughs> are, are you Did you ask permission? It's, it's, <laughs> hey, English major. Hey, English major. Is that uh, incorrect English? Or Well, no, there's just that joke really about the plural? mushroom being a fun guy. I figured it was, that's what they were doing. But you've seen the show, not me. So I, I'm, I'm sorry for. Shot in the dark. Oh, hey, Amy, were you an English major? <laughs> I was. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. DMCA tag tab notice. <laughs> right? Yeah, dude, we're in so much shit now. Done. <laughs> Copyright strike. $3,000. Fine. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Fine. That was uh, Movie Time Machine's final final episode. Um. All right, it's been a great run. <laughs> I actually think you can do up to three seconds, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. It's three to five seconds you can do without any. Yeah, uh, it really depends on if anyone's listening to you. So, <laughs> it probably Stop won't matter. It. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> well, we got one million uh, downloads, but uh, we're getting sued. <laughs> okay. Worth now it. on to the topic of the week, everyone's favorite RoboCop. Now, everyone watched the 1987 version, right? What? I thought we were Wait, watching the new one with the dude from The Killing. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, Robocop released on January 17th, 1987. Directed by Paul Verhoeven. Written by Edward Neumeyer and Michael Miner. Music by Basil Poladuris. <laughs> Probably slaughtering that, but. Um, not very familiar with that either, but um, yeah, let's do some uh, movie history here. So, do we want to go over box office, see how this movie did, how it reviewed, then we'll go into uh, best best picture noms for two thousand sure. or not two thousand fourteen. <laughs> yeah, go. Why don't we do box office? How this how this do? I have to imagine for eighties, this did quite well. So it had a budget of thirteen million. Box office 
uh, it ended up making fifty three point four million. So, yeah, substantial, right around forty mil. So, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> How did it reveal? Or what's our? Uh... Oh, here. We'll do the critics and reviews and stuff oh, like sorry. that first, and we'll go on to that's fine. Should I do that as well? Yeah. Okay. Duh. My apologies. Oh, don't worry. I can edit that out. All right. And then as far as ratings and reviews, Rotten Tomatoes has uh, gives it a critic score of 90%, an audience score of 84%. IMDb gives it a 7.5. Metacritic gives it a 67%. And yours truly, Mr. Block, gives it a three out of five on Letterboxd. A three, you say? Three, huh? Personally, a three? Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll get to that later. I feel Um, like this isn't your... This must be your first viewing, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, that's always the case. What did you do (laughs) for your childhood? It's that the first time someone watches it, they don't like it. No, Chris James. I I I was born three months... <laughs> like, <laughs> before if Chris this movie came out, if Chris reviews anything from '94 or lower, and it's his first time, he is just like, I don't know, and all of us are just like, it's Robocop. It's questionable at best. Yeah, anything but yeah, anything in the '80s is questionable. Hey, and, I mean, nostalgia plays a lot into it. So the first time viewing, and you don't have that, I, I, I hear you. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's go. Uh, wrong though. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're wrong. Uh, yeah. your, your opinion is wrong. <laughs> I, I totally get it, but you're wrong. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's see here what... Does anybody know what the critics said? The, the critic? What did the critics say? What did the critics say? That's Chad. Yeah, He's all things cartoon. <laughs> yeah. What did, like, the, what did the critics say? The one and only? Mm-hmm. Do you mean like the critic, like the that animated the, that yeah. cartoon show? Yes, that is. Did he do RoboCop? He probably did. Yeah, the one that was like mm-hmm. around the same time as the Tick. Yes. Find out. <laughs> all I can hear in the background is a typing, and all I think of is in, well, all I think of is enhance, enhance, enhance. Don't, uh, want, don't want a large farm. Uh, reception looking at it. Boom. <laughs> Leader cola. Roger Ebert <laughs> praised the film, calling Robocop a thriller with a difference. Praising the way it puts the audience off guard and calling a th- calling it a thriller not easily categorized with splashes of other genres added. So that's what the critics said, if you're talking about Roger Ebert, I guess. <clears throat> Did you just look that up, or is there a place? Yeah, Wikipedia, to man. Okay. Totally. I'm, no, I'm on Wikipedia. Nice work. English major. <laughs> he uh, I'm an internet it. major. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> internet major. <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> I'm an internet major. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that stuck around, man. That was a gamble. Yeah. Not like 3D TV. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual Nintendo. Poor Billy. HD DVDs. Dude, I know. I called it, though. From day one, I always thought 3D TV stuff and 3D movies was totally not going to work, and it was oh, awful. Yeah. Gave me a headache. 
Do people still buy? Are there like curved no. TVs? Is that still a thing? They do curves a thing, but that's curve, fine. Yeah. Like shaped LCDs are, are a thing. Like they have foldable phones and junk now too. So I think that'll stick around. I mean, I mm. I don't know. I I buy cheap TVs, so I, I probably won't get a curved one. Um, but it's a thing. It's fine. But three D TVs, mm. you had to like wear glasses and shit, and then you had to like charge the glasses, and you you know if you want a bunch of people over to watch a movie, you have to like have glasses for everyone that's there, and it's it's just not practical really nah. did you know somebody that bought into that oh my brother yeah my little brother oh, really? had one yeah uh-huh. so i watched one movie on one of them in his house and i mean it was yeah i think it was i think it was avatar actually <laughs> sure <it> was <laughs> uh but it, i mean yeah it was cool i guess but like again i, I it kind of gave me a headache um i wear glasses as well so like to wear those on top of it doesn't really work I mean, I'm mm. not going to like go put in a, a set of daily contacts or something just to watch a movie at night. I'm trying to find a review here that would kind of match Chris's. Uh... Damn, why isn't that? Not... These links aren't working. Okay. It's the internet for you. <laughs> it's the internet. You need an uh, expert to handle that. Yeah, well, that was Casey. All right, let's get those best picture nominations in '87. Well, uh, with me being all things, seen everything, I didn't see <laughs> one of these. <laughs> so, uh, best picture noms for '87 were, or uh, technically, I guess '88, but all '87 movies: uh, The Last Emperor, Moonstruck. Oh, this is the la- Moonstruck Last Emperor year, yeah. Uh, Fatal Attraction, Broadcast News. And hope and glory. See, the I fact that Predator one. isn't on that list is just that <laughs> says everything right there. Or Superman Quest for Peace, Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, Beverly Hills Cop was so good. Monster Squad. Chris loves Monster Squad. The I Witches. Of I East made James Man. watch Monster Squad with me once, and he was like, "What the fuck is this?" Lost Boys. Hey, but I see Old the nostalgia of it. <laughs> 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 womp womp. Did you know that Beverly Hills Cop was originally uh, written for Sylvester Stallone, and then there was an issue like with like either money or something, and then uh, Jerry Bruckheimer's like, "I'll be right back," and like went off somewhere and came back with Eddie Murphy, and then they just wrote the script on the fly. Fun fact. Awesome. That, that is awesome. That. I love those movies. I cannot see Stallone in <laughs> that. No, that'd be an awful movie. Oh, it's so bad. You know, well, 1980s. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, uh, I, Casey. I think they did make that movie. It was called "Stop or My Mom Will Shoot." <laughs> exactly. You know, 1987 is an awesome year for movies. Yeah, like The Running Man. Yeah, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Spaceballs, Raising Arizona, Jaws: The Revenge, <laughs> Princess Lethal Bride. Weapon. Princess Bride, Adventures in Babysitting, Throw Mama from the Train, <laughs> The Lost Boys, Lost Boys. I just yeah. saw Planes, Trains, and Automobiles for the first time probably a week and a half ago. Oh, what did you think? I absolutely loved it. Oh, I was yeah. gonna say, you're like answer. so good. You're like I, I like I like do date better Candy so much. Just oh, yeah, so good. John Candy we... like is my dad. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> You're so lucky, <laughs> but maybe like more drunk and <laughs> in prison more. But uh. <laughs> oh, jeez, 
Did we say Princess Bride? Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, but dude, 87 for like sci-fi movies, like ridiculous. Yeah, 87 was also a great year for Nintendo games as well. You get like Castlevania 2, Zelda 2. Uh, I believe it was just called Link to the Past. Well, no, it's called Zelda 2. Wait, is no, there a Link, Z- that's, that's SNES. That didn't come out until like 91, right? Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Link to the Past is the SNES game. That was my favorite. Love yeah, that game. It's so good. Two is the oh, Adventure of Link. Yeah, but oh, uh, Adventure Link of Link. Past, yeah, Link to the there Past is it. my favorite Zelda game. In my head, I was like, just there was a Zelda two. Like, I'm done with the podcast, and I need to go find this now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, now I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so Goonies two that year, Metal Gear, oh, Mega Metal Man Gear. one. Great year, great year. James, which movie actually won Best Picture? Uh, the em- Last Emperor. Last Emperor, yeah. Oh, okay, I've never seen that. Is anyone? But seen it's that? not. No. Nope. I guess I'll put it on my list. I guess. Um, but uh, it's not to say that this movie wasn't up for actual nominations. It was. Uh, it was nominated for best sound, uh, and best film editing, uh, and then ultimately it did win a special achievement award for best sound effects editing. For RoboCop. For RoboCop, yeah. Sweet. So, go RoboCop. Hey, Jamie, oh. did you know, um, how was the guy's name? Paul Fitton? Or Phil? Phil Rob Hartman. Botton. Rob, Rob Botton. Um, Wait, why do I know who that did name? Rob Botton, he's, he did the work on the RoboCop suit, but he also suit, but he also did work on The Thing. Yeah. That's one of your favorite That's films. how I know. Man. Yeah. Then Phil Tippett did the stop motion for like the Ed 209. And he did work on the Star original Star Wars trilogy and Jurassic Park. Uh, the only thing so. that stops Ed 209 stairs. Stairs. <laughs> Take that future. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. That's uh, Nam. So let's get into thoughts. So who saw this for the first time? So Chris, Me. Jamie, Casey. So James and I, we've we were the only ones that had seen this movie before going into this. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow, that's All actually right. impressive. Wow, good pick. Sweet. So, where should we start with this? Should we just go around and just say how we would rate it and just kind of your feelings about it? I want to get, I want to get Chris's feelings off the bat. Then we'll go, um, Jamie let's, and Casey. Let's hold it. Yeah. No, no. James. Let's hold it. Do do someone who hasn't seen it, then someone who did. So do like Chris, then you or you or James, then me. Or Jamie, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go, Chris. Because that, that'll at least yeah. be. Yeah. So it's know, not all once. Yeah. Let's go, let's Chris, go... James, Casey, me, Jamie. Oh, this is perfect. Chris loves it when I talk after him about a movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's go, Jamie. Let's go, Jamie. James. Chris likes it when he's behind him. <laughs> I'm just kidding around. Chris, go ahead and start. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think, bud? Yeah. So, uh, hey guys, I'm still here. Um, yeah, love so, you. So, uh, for me, yeah, this movie I thought was interesting. I think it's a really unique uh, idea and concept, and like a really like original um, script and thought. 
I just feel like there were times where, yeah, I mean, it was pretty gory. I think there were times where um, things that, like, I just wasn't ex- expecting, which could certainly be a, a, a good thing. Um, but uh, I also, I don't know, like, there were things that, like, would just, like, take me out of it. And it's probably, again, part of the idea of, like, I don't love older movies, but, like, how bad that, like, our 290 bot looked um ed 209 yeah thank you was completely uh disconcerting for me it was it kind of took me out of it um i also yeah i don't know like this movie was just okay for me i i thought there were some issues with with pacing for me i thought you know right when he became Hmm, the robocop um i found it to be like kind of silly and slow um when it was like i think it was like maybe three different things where he would just go around the city and like show what he can do um again i also think it's just an 80s thing like each time i felt like there was like a really like lame tagline that he would say like a <laughs> hasta la vista baby kind of a tagline where it's just like dead oh. you're alive you're coming with me yeah like <laughs> it was like wrong robot movie <laughs> so, I think um, get to the chopper. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, this movie was for me like a three out of five. I thought it was a really unique idea. I thought that it struggled with execution. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, would I? I probably wouldn't choose to watch it again. I might watch the uh, the remake just to see if like that does anything for me. No. Um, I'm just curious to to see if it was like a, uh, you know, more of a visual thing. But yeah, I thought it was uh, it was all right. You'll like it better just because you love that dude from The Killing. I mm. really do. I think he's a good actor. It's really bad. Is it bad? It's I bad. did. I, I did almost wa- try to watch them back to back because I don't remember the remake very well because I think I remember not liking it. And <laughs> oh, so, but so but dumb. I was but after watching. Well, after watching uh, 87 version, I was so pumped up afterwards. Where I'm like, I got to watch it while it's fresh in my head. And so I was, I was going to put it on afterwards. But then I'm like looking at the time going, this is not realistic to finish uh, like today. And I knew I wouldn't get a chance until like the weekend. So I was like, I'm not going to do it today. I do think I do think that there is some some fairness to say uh, the nostalgia plays a, a part. You know, I think of my own childhood watching and growing up watching Ghostbusters. Care Bears 2. Oh. And I think if you look at like the dogs in the Ghostbusters movies, like especially the very first Ghostbuster, like Dozer. Uh, well, yeah, but I think who is it? Like it's basically like the Keymaster and the Gatekeeper become dogs, and then they, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like when you watch them, like like the the restaurant scene, it's also when they like break into the party or whatever, and like yeah, the yeah, apartment. like you can yeah. tell how fake it is, and like it just it's also just um distracting for me. Yeah. It's like. Keanu but that Stay Reeves. Puff looks damn good, though, right? What? The Stay oh, Puff, yeah, really the Stay Puff yeah. looks really good, which is impressive. Yeah. Like that practical really versus amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like Keanu in uh, Point Break, where like his acting is just so damn distracting. It's like hard to like stay in the movie. God, but Swayze is just a dream. <laughs> always forget about it. It's a oh, good ghost. The greatest influence for Hot Fuzz. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, so for me, I think the movie is a really cool idea. It's a cool concept. It's really unique. Um, 
for me personally, just struggled on execution. Chrissy, I'm happy you, uh, you recognize that, like the nostalgia part where you said, you know, Ghostbusters, you nailed it. Cause when you started talking about Ed 209 like that, I was thinking to myself, well, but there's like all these 80 movies you have to like where that was the best we could do for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, although I don't know, I feel like an empire, like uh, very yeah. similar robotics, maybe felt a little smoother um, at the time, I guess. But also we were dealing with like full blown backdrops, not like they taped uh, or recorded this scene in the office and then had to put this dude involved. So I, actually, I don't know. Yeah. I actually thought that from uh from an effect standpoint, I actually thought that Star Wars did a better job. And let me also just preface by saying I've only seen like for Star Wars, I've only seen like four and then half of five. So like not much. Episode <laughs> so, four and half of Empire. Five. <laughs> yeah. You don't even get to see who Luke's father is. Chris, you got to finish that. Oh, <laughs> shit. I'll never know. <laughs> I heard it was the um, milkman. <laughs> but I do. I do think like those looked way better than what this did. Um, mm. as far as those scenes go. Um, mm. But yeah, I do think nostalgia plays a big role. For sure. I, I mean, I'll give you the effects part of it because there are, I definitely rewound it uh, because I was like, oh my gosh, is that a wire? When Ed 209 like, shot a rocket or something, I was like, oh my God, that is full-blown like a wire it's gliding on and they oh, didn't I even try. It. Totally like, saw it. Like they didn't even try. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the best take they had or they only had one office to blow up so um so i'll give you on some of the effects but i i mean i'll have to put it past them because in that time i mean it won an achievement for effects so clearly they were doing something right uh for the time but i feel like i guess i guess the issue that i have is like when i think of 80s movies again i do go back to the nostalgia thing like because i much preferred and enjoyed like swamp thing which i think was like 87 89 I thought like that was really cool special effects or practical effects. And like, I enjoyed that story far more than I did this. Hmm. Well, I'll give it like, so for me, I I'll give it a four out of five. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's been a while since I had seen it, but like I said earlier, after watching it all the way through, I was like super psyched. I either wanted to find RoboCop two, which I thought would ruin it for me. So I didn't want to do that or just watch the remake so I could see what the um, similarities were or I don't know, however that looked. What I thought was fun was, okay, so since I said I was reading those short stories, um, and one of the ones I read was uh, We Can Remember It For You Wholesale, which is the short story of Total Recall. So I read afterwards, Total Recall's on Netflix right now, so I totally watched that. Uh, and so when watching this movie, I kept on thinking, I'm like, man, this has a real Total Recall feel to it. And then only to kind of research and go, oh, it's the same director. So like, that makes sense with like the kind of commercials and everything. Uh, but by the end of <laughs> RoboCop, also, I was like, man, why do I really want to watch Starship Troopers? Well, because the <laughs> the, mu- the music and the director are both the same. Like, even the music is the same composer and have very, very similar qualities. And now, yeah. I, because, because uh, like, I want to watch only Halloween things right now or kind of horror stuff or just that kind of time of the year to keep in the moment. So I'm going to wait till like November and then I'm totally going to watch Starship Troopers because now that's all I'm jonesing for right now. Mm. Um, but I mean, ultimately, that I think as far as like Chris, you commented on pacing. I thought the pacing was good. Yeah, it was very 80s classic kind of like how, yep, he's Robocop now. Now he's going to go like do three different events where he can show hit like how cool he is. Uh, but 
I think I think it works. I think it moves fast and it keeps the story uh, moving along quite quickly. It made like I thought for a while like I was going to stop caring about what was going on or oh what happened to his family or what's going to happen to him. And uh, no, I think I was in it for the whole thing. But James, can in that about- process that you're explaining though, he starts to find that's when he finds um the Emil character that has like the funky sideburns, and that's when he starts kind of recalling like his memory and like starts to become like more like autonomous again, I guess. Yeah. Um, but like there, like there's so many things that just like take you out of the movie. Like, like I think the special effects, I think like no. even parts of the acting, like, so when, when God, I don't even know this actor's name, the balding guy who played like that. Seven Red Foreman. Dad. Kirkwood Smith. Yeah, like when Clarence he Boddicker. went and like he uh, went to like go kill the the guy who basically like took this um, this project out from under the other guy when the that whatever two ninety or two oh nine went bad, like him like licking with his tongue like the grenade and then using that to like pull out the pin was so dumb and distracting to me that like I was like what is that. That is like so baby. bizarre to me. Eighties baby. Yeah, Wait. And so like to me, to me, the issue is that there are so many things that I think were bizarre choices, like Dan Aykroyd getting a blowjob from a ghost. I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> I said like Dan Aykroyd getting a blowjob from a ghost. No, that is also distractingly bad. <laughs> that, that scene should have easily been cut, and I the fact that it made it in is bizarre. <laughs> but no i don't know like to me i think it's just there are too many scenes in this movie that just feel weird that hold on so you, hold on when you i just want to call out you're talking about bad acting in that scene and you didn't call out the fact that homie gets shot in the leg like four times hold and this is a, a comment to to all gun violence in this movie B- bullets don't hurt anybody this dude got shot in the leg and he looked like the dude like he looked like he just had his drink dumped on him. He's like, hey, you shot me in the leg. And then he shoots him three more times in the leg. And yes, I know they show him crawling to try to get the grenade fixed. But he's like, just it's he's struggling like he's paralyzed, not like he is in pain from being shot in the legs. So I think that that bad acting was a little bit more. But that I don't know if it's really bad acting. I think that's just 80s cheese because that was all of the the gun violence in the movie. I do want to talk about just one scene that it's not important at all, but my thought is they're trying to explain Detroit as like Detroit's falling apart. Police want to go on strike. It's like, it's bad news out there. So the one scene that got me is when they enter the warehouse, uh, right before, you know, RoboCop becomes, ends up being dead and becomes RoboCop style. Uh, and his partner goes into the upper level and she walks around like, I don't know, a water heater to catch the one bad guy. Taking a piss. So yeah. like the whole, so I don't know how anybody else felt about this, but when, he, when she walked up on him and he's in the middle pops of a pee, freaking gum. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she pops the gum, a gum. Well, my thought was like, I'm like, so did, is she going to wait for him to finish? Cause I'm like, how awkward would that be? And then instead she is like, turn around and then he's like, want me to zip it up? And I'm like, why, what are you doing? <laughs> and then, yeah, ultimately then she like looks down at him and then he like smacks her in the face and knocks her out. But I'm just sitting here going like, you are 
no backups coming to save you. It's just the two of you. These are like the baddest guys are like, you don't even know who they are. And you're sitting there like going, I'm going to play this safe and be like sassy, pop my gum and make him turn around before he can zip up. I don't know. It seemed that scene seemed a little weird to me. <laughs> hey, James. She was sweet. Yeah, buddy. I, I took a, her out. <laughs> I have a rebuttal. Kind of. I'm just, I'm glad you brought up that scene because I was watching for the first time and I, I'd never seen it before. I'm like, oh man, it's this classic movie, RoboCop, beloved. Like, I cannot wait to watch this. And then they start doing that. And I'm no police officer. And I'm sure that it's a hard job with mostly, well, I don't know, some good people doing it. But I would, I would say that if you've pursued a car full of armed villains into an empty warehouse and backup is far away, I just like, you don't take the warehouse two on five. Like they just they just threw one of their buddies out their van onto your police cruiser, and like and it like shot shotguns at you. Yeah, so I, I so right away I was put off guard. I was like, okay, this is just the movies, you know, being all action hero goofy. But I think why this film is better than you know it, it stuck the landing, so to speak, is when RoboCop comes back as RoboCop and goes into the warehouse. And wrecks shit up. Like what? What I cannot do as a man, I will do as a machine. You know, I, it, it kind of came back around for me, and I was like, "Oh, that's why they put that scene in there." So I don't know. It, it ended up really being off-putting, but then I thought it kind of worked at the end, and I think it was maybe a little more intentional than maybe they had planned. I don't know. Just me. All right. <laughs> well, hey, since you're since you're going, uh, why don't you uh, talk about your overall review of the film and thoughts and feelings? Oh yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I think Chris and I are on opposite poles here because everything that didn't work for Chris, like, totally worked for me. <laughs> so, like the the grenade scene when he kneecaps him, pulls a grenade. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, we have a sci-fi film, <laughs> we got a cop movie. Now we got a we got a horror movie. You know, this is a little jigsaw going on. He's got to get to the grenade before it blows up. And yeah, yeah, I love the subplot with like the, I don't know, 80s figured out that like Wall Street was bad. And these guys maybe on the stock exchange are not good guys. So, you know, we got to have Wall Street guys being bad in there. And I was like, oh, what's this about? This is kind of fun. And then a guy just gets assassinated at a board meeting. And I don't know, the whole time I was like, cool, what's going to happen next? <laughs> like, this is fun. <laughs> I don't know. It really worked for me. What and like you, you James, I just wanted to go watch Starship Troopers afterwards. So, oh, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. No, were, were you going to give us a three out of five? I, I gave it a four on Letterboxd. Four. All right. I, I All thought right. it was a lot of fun, even if parts of it were pretty silly. Hey, Jamie, can we exchange Letterbox uh, IDs after this? Yes, absolutely. Please. Yes, I need more friends on Letterbox, especially you, Chris. What about me, Chris? Do you know, are you on the box? Yeah, I'll just drop my code right here. It's Conebone sixty nine. Yeah, mine. Go ahead and add me. But stuff four twenty. Oh, we were already friends then. <laughs> no, that was just his grinder handle. <laughs> same, same. Still friends. God. Oh. I'm going to put mine in the chat. <clears throat> Chad, what did you think? What did I think? 
Um, well, I gave this a four out of five on my letterbox. Um, I've <laughs> again, you know, like you talked about nostalgia, Chris, and um, you know, I watched this movie a ton when I was a kid. And I always watched this in a vacuum because I really didn't have anybody to share this movie with. Um, really didn't know a lot of other people around me that had watched it because I think I would have been 11, I think, when I was watching this. So um, anyway, I would try to reach, hey, man, have you seen Robocop? Be like, no. I'd be like, oh, no. So, but, so it's been a while since I've watched this. And I, I was like, is this kind of silly or like, is it going to, not i guess is it not age as well or am i gonna like pick out some things i'm like oh yeah it's really bad or really you know dumb and maybe it's just kind of yeah it was more of a nostalgia thing for me but i really like this film it's it's almost like it isn't like a film that i would normally like <laughs> but i think it has it kind of checks a lot of my boxes and what i do like in films like you have um you know, dystopian future, um, cyborgs, drug lords, evil corporations, um, lots of cocaine. <laughs> um, you know, you have like the whole idea of like gentrification, you know, how like um, you have these corporations that are, you know, kind of contracting to clean up old Detroit so they can go in there and kind of build these like new crime free cities and um you know, it's like there's that one billboard in that one scene where it's like Delta City, the future has a silver lining. Um, so I just love a lot of the satire. I love how the movie starts out with like the the kind of the news reporting. And I think a lot of that it's is was really like, oh, there's they were kind of predicting some things were going to happen. You know, like we get the cable news, we get the uh, like the advertisements too for. You know, like, you know, today where there's so many like pharmaceutical like drug drugs and stuff like that advertisements you see on TV. So you kind of get that with like the the Jarvik Hart uh, family, <laughs> family medical center like advertisement, you know, and there's like the, you know, like the Honda line and all these like corporate brand name lines of like hearts you can get. So I really like that satire piece of it as well. Um, it's a lot more violent than I remember it. Um, being then but which usually i don't like as much or like that much violence but there's kind of like the satire and like the it's not campy but it's it's kind of cheesebally but you know you have like your your villains are pretty badass though um i don't know i mean i really love i think it's just a really fun movie i think you chris you said like the pacing what you kind of struggle with but i thought the movie has a great flow to it I feel like for me, the movie felt like it started when like right after he started um, when like he found the guy with the crazy sideburns at like the gas station like that to me is where I felt like pacing like it really picked up and then it kept going. I feel like prior to that and before that, there were like gaps for me. Um, I did want to actually make mention, Chad, I do agree with you. I thought those like little snippets of like the news and. Um, promo commercials I thought were super interesting and really fun like I enjoyed those because they kept coming out um, or like coming back into the movie multiple times yeah um, and I thought their cuts to those are really interesting too and I I really enjoyed those as well so I think that's a great call out Nuka. this is something new that I picked up like I never had picked up before is how like so there's like the Star Wars strategic peace platform so like in the first cut they talk about how like two former 
or no, the president was visiting and there was a, a power failure. <laughs> and like it knocked out like their anti-gravity or whatever and it shows like all like the people flying around then in the second set it's like the strategic peace platform misfired during routine startup tests and causes that forest fire so i like this whole idea too of you know like technology like not working well like the ed 209 thing like that that you know like you got that technology piece of it too it's like corporate uh military machinery style material yeah military militarized like police machinery and stuff like that and like that fails as well you get the thing where like you like you said jamie like it can't go down the stairs kind of thing so um i like that whole part of it i mean i'm, I'm really a big sucker for that so is kind of silly and then as kind of violent as this movie can be i think it's it's a pretty like smart film too for the time um the and i think the the story is pretty cool too i mean it's not super deep or anything but just um just like the kind of portrayal and like the kind of corporate like shenanigans and um shit like that i i really dig so um yeah, I mean, like you have a car, you have like the six thousand SUX. <laughs> I mean, hey, everybody she, wants one. Like the like the mayor in the hostage scene where he's like, "Don't fuck with me," and he's like, "Number two, I want two fresh coffees. Number three, I want a recount. Number four, I want a bigger office. Number five, I want a car, something with reclining leather seats, and gets really shitty gas mileage." <laughs> They're like, "How about the six thousand SUX?" <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. I love this movie. It's a lot of fun. No, I think it is a lot of fun. I do think you've mentioned a couple of times and I, I already forgot how gory it was uh, like compared to, I mean, I definitely didn't remember it being so low. I don't want to say so violent. I knew it was a violent movie, but I didn't think it was going to show so much. Like, especially like even in the first couple scenes when, you know, like you guys said, they shot somebody in the leg like 19 times and he's still, <laughs> uh, um, but I do remember very specifically, I was at my grandparents' house and my cousins and brother were watching, robocop 2 and i was just like i want to watch they're like no you're not old enough kind of thing and so i had to go hang out with my grandma in the other room and of course when she went to go like get some tea or something like i snuck out into where they were all watching it in the living room and like snuck underneath the pool table and kind of watched for a little bit and i saw a i don't remember what the scene was because i don't remember very well i just remember there were there ed 209 uh, ed 209s or like a new updated model in robocop 2 does that sound familiar chad um, I think so. I don't know. Like I've all only I remember, seen it once, but I just remember like a, somebody got like shot at like where their knee or something looked like Krang's face and Ninja Turtles, and like I just freaked out <laughs> and like and <laughs> that's why you're not supposed to be in there. And yeah, Night- really quick, really quick before Casey gives his opinion, like talking about the violence. Originally, in the first cut, like this movie was given an X rating, and I think it had to go through. It went through like 10 X ratings before it finally got enough cuts to bring it to an R rating. This is I the guess... guy that made Basic Instinct 10 years later. <laughs> and Showgirls. Sounds about right. <laughs> Absolutely frightening. Oh, yeah. Damn. Casey, so he, what are your thoughts? He knew how to mess with the <laughs> those guys. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, if I had to give it a rating out of five, uh, I'll just start with the rating up front. Um, I think that I'd probably give it around a four. 
Um, it's a quintessential eighties, you know, it feels, it feels very eighties. Um, I can kind of agree with Chris in some of the pacing things. Um, I did think that, uh, some of the scenes did feel a little slow, but uh, I do kind of attribute that to just the era that we're living in now and the way that we consume our entertainment. I think everything back then is, feels a little bit slower to me from time to time. So I try to, to kind of not let that get me too taken out of it um i and i do agree too that from that scene um at that gas station that's kind of really where it kind of picked up and it went a lot faster and before that it, it felt a little slower um i do i think the reason that i would give it a four and not anything lower than that is i think that the satire in this movie is so good um you guys already kind of touched on the, the the like the news stuff um but even to to just like yeah I don't know. I think you guys touched on all of it. I love, I love the satire bit of it. I love the way that they kind of present the future. Um, and it is just kind of run by these big corporations. Um, we didn't talk about the, uh, I, I buy that for a dollar guy and just how that that's, they consume that single (laughs) piece of, of bad television. And it's just a recurring thing throughout the whole, the whole movie. And it's scary how, uh, how kind of spot on a lot of those things were not just like trying to call out the future, but how like really, their their views on society then we you know were driven on the current society and it's just kind of like mm-hmm. terrifying to see a movie made in the 80s and almost still spot on for just you know our attention spans and the way that we let these big corporations kind of dictate what and do what they want to do and um yeah. you know out of control police forces and, and all this crazy stuff so i don't know I, I thought that whole bit of it was super interesting um as to the violence it, yeah it's violent <laughs> i think the fact that it's so like gratuitous and over the top actually made it not bother me so much um right away from when the dude gets his hand blown off it felt very like uh what was that movie dead alive that zombie movie with just like kind oh, of yeah. fluorescent <laughs> gory splashes of blood um the one thing uh and, and i and i think it kind of put me into the right mindset really early on that this is just super super cheesy 80s was how many times can a dude get shot point blank in the chest and just stand there and take it? So when he's like being murdered by this gang, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me uh, that he was just being shot point blank over. And over. So it just took me into the, the realm of, all right, all right, here we go. This is the ride that we're going down now. Um, so I think that kind of helped set the tone pretty early on. You know what it is? Cops there's a don't like me and I don't like cops. I just feel like there's so many, yeah. so many one liners that a uh-huh. uh, bad dude gets on just like that cop killer scene. The best line whole movie hands down can't dispute it is bitches leave. Yeah. <laughs> just who yells that is so good. Um, and the final, the final thing I loved about the, the cheese, right? So, uh, you know, Red for it was it Red Foreman. Is that his character in that 70s show? Yeah. Shows up uh, after, you know, t- you know, meeting with bossy McBoss man. And, and he's like, you got to kill him. Shows up with that giant gun, right? Whole scene showing off this giant gun. Look what I got for us, gang. Next scene, every single one of those dudes has this giant, like, tank-sized cannon. It was just ludicrous. Running around. Where where are they? Where they could just run around shooting these grenades. Giant explosions all over the place. It's just insanity. And it was the perfect kind of end of the film. Uh, you know, homie gets doused by acid and then splattered. And uh, it was just a, a perfect, I think, kind of climax to 
this like cheesy 80s action thing so yeah i think uh four to five is probably what i'd give it i you know i'd probably watch this one again um it would probably have to be i'd have to be in the mood for just something kind of cheesy and i'd probably have to have it a, a couple adult beverages beforehand and then i think that would be a great you know end to my evening to watch a nice cheesy 80s romp <clears throat> well you know they are making a sequel to this movie i'm out that's going to retcon all of the other sequels and tv shows and cartoons that came before it. and it's going to star the original actor that played robocop Ooh, a little Weller. halloween 2018 formula yeah yeah we'll see how that goes <laughs> I don't know. I saw RoboCop too, and that movie is. I don't even think I watched. I think I watched like half of it. It's awful. It's so bad. And that movie too. I think within the first five minutes has like the worst uh, stop motion <laughs> scene because they're supposed to be like making like another like iteration of RoboCop, and like the machine comes out and like starts freaking out and like pulls off its helmet and it's like this kind of bloody skeleton head. And I think it blows up or shoots itself or some shit like that, but. Spoiler alert. One thing that I did really like about this movie as well that I thought was unexpected was mm-hmm. the um, the Directive 4 where you can't kill a senior executive at whatever said company is. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought that was really interesting and I, I enjoyed that piece as well. Like, I think there were moments where, like, again, like it was a cool idea where they, they had really... Like they had neat moments where it's like, oh man, like that's that's cool. But then I just I don't feel like it was ever like wrapped up as well as I wanted it to be. Or, um, but I, that that was a moment that I feel like really stuck out to me as well. You know, I was also going to share too. There might be a reason why I really liked this film as a kid. So when I was watching this, this is when I was living in Texas, and maybe because a lot of the areas seemed familiar to me um, in parts of the movie because. Most of the film was shot in Dallas, even though it's supposed to take place in Detroit. Um, I think maybe like the because like in one of the scenes, like the chase scenes early when like um, they throw the dude in the car or whatever, like in the background, it's like the famous like reunion tower that's in Dallas. It's just it's like the it looks like a giant disco ball on top of a pillar. Um, So if you're familiar with the Dallas skyline. And that's in the background of one of the scenes in RoboCop. So, yeah. So that wasn't the makings of Delta City. No. (laughs) (laughs) Thought that was an original. Delta Fort Worth. So really quick, is there any, did you guys have any nostalgia since we're talking about nostalgia too, like over like the opening, like Orion logo? Oh, I did. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I I felt that right away. I, I couldn't name another film specifically that has that but yeah right away i was like oh cool one of these uh, well for sure because um, caddyshack the first, um, i was gonna say silence of the lambs has that um as well and then didn't it have maybe i'm wrong on this because i'm thinking of other 80s movies but didn't it have like the conico or whatever like the c after the orion oh god what oh. is that do you know talk about like it's before like rambo movies don't, don't worry know. about it Okay. Was it Orion's belt? Right. <laughs> well, it, start, it was started out with the stars, right? Yeah. 
the galaxy's found. No, it started out with that. <laughs> it started that for sure. <laughs> uh, Men in Black. <laughs> hey, can I ask the room a question? Terminator no. or RoboCop? Start with Chad. Mm, I I love RoboCop. I mean, I love RoboCop, so I got to take RoboCop over Terminator. But are you saying like movie wise, or if like if they were like real? Movie wise, <laughs> movie wise, movie wise, uh, RoboCop. I'd go RoboCop over Terminator, but Terminator Two would trump everything else. Yeah, T Two's rad. Casey, I'm not. Oh, go on, Casey. Or Chris. Chris pleads the fifth. That's just what I was gonna say. I've never seen Terminator, so I can't really, with any uh, confidence, say one or the other. All right, so for Chris's pick, he's going to pick Terminator. Yeah, I would probably say Terminator. I was just curious, though. Case, what do you got? Um, that's a hard one. I haven't actually watched Term- Terminator in a really long time, um, but it gets some extra points because it's one of my favorite pinball machines. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I that's a that's tough. I think Terminator. That's what I said. I think it would have to be Terminator by by a slight margin. I think, uh, and it might be the nostalgia factor because because this was my first go at RoboCop and I had seen Terminator when I was younger. So I th- I think Terminator's gotta ha- gotta have it. That's an even split. Did anyone have any um, favorite movie quotes? Like if you were, what was like your favorite movie quote? Oh, other than "bitches leave." Yeah. I, I don't remember what he said exactly, but I think after he shoots that dude in the dick, and then, yeah. and then he's comforting that girl, and he's Let's like, you've had, "You have had trauma. We will get you a counselor or whatever." He says, "Oh, yeah. he's like, I will call someone. I will call yes. you a rape rape counselor, <laughs> Just or some shit like that." Super cold and like, yeah, I will give you the number to machine. the rape hotline. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Dude, I love. Uh, I don't. I have so many, but the. Um, like when he throws the dude before he throws the dude into the car, he's like, can you fly Bobby? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My nephew and I, we used to always say that the other day. Can you fly Bobby? Um, the whole like Boddicker like scene, like when he, he kills um, Murphy, um, just like the cops don't like me. So I don't like cops. Then after he blows his hand off, he's like, give the man a hand. <laughs> so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> then they shoot him and like they stop shooting. One guy's like, I'm out of ammo. He's like, me too. I mean, that's, that's the only reason why it stops. Oh, also, I want to bring up that scene when the cops are actually shooting at RoboCop and trying to kill him. For for as many bullets as they shoot and how close they are, how did not a single one of them take like a ricochet to the face? That was insanity. Anti-ricochet. Apparently. So. Oh, also the scene uh, when whatever, you know, Red Foreman bad guy is at the like Coke factory and he's, <laughs> he's trying to intimidate the dude and he dips yeah. his fingers in the dude's wine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's like, wow, you were a fucking slime ball. It was it was awesome. I know he's trying to like get him to make a deal and he's like. Guns, 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 guns. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's just come insane. on, come on. The Tigers are playing the night. And he taps on the table and I've never missed a game. <laughs> but I, I know, for me, it's like I'd buy that for a dollar. 
I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I think we should start. We should bring that back. We should make that a saying. I'm gonna start saying that. Okay. <laughs> like when just something cool happens, or instead of saying like "yeah, yeah" or "oh, awesome," like I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> people are like, "What are you talking about?" Has anybody seen the Chicago, the Trial of the Chicago Seven yet? Yeah, no, but I want to watch that. I watched it. Good what do you stuff. think, James? Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I I like movies when Borat is not Borat. Like mm. I like Sasha Baron Cohen in movies. Like I think he does a good job. Dude, he um, was good in Sweeney yeah. Todd too. He oh could yeah, sing. he was. He was. He, well, he was. Good. He was supposed to be Freddie Mercury. Oh yeah. Oh, that would have been. He awesome. was like a. He was like a producer on the um, the original Bohemian Rhapsody when they were doing everything. Uh, yeah. But I think he wanted to make it edgier. So and the uh, Queen, I think, wanted to try to leave it, uh, you know, a little bit out. So I don't know where they fell with the actual Bohemian Rhapsody movie that came out. But uh, at some point, uh, creative differences made Sasha Baron Cohen go, "Well, if you don't want to do it this way, then I, I'm not interested." And then he just walked away. Good on him. I really like him. I think he's super smart and like really. Yeah. 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 Um, Which. Yeah. But. But I I think I saw it and I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really interesting. And like. I think it's just well casted. Like I think it is. Red Sorkin always has really. Yeah. Yeah. And Redmayne actually like made me like him again. Like I feel like I was on the fence for a while. Who's that? Eddie Redmayne. Oh, I I like him. I only like him as Newt Scalander or whatever. <laughs> well, he was the one in The Danish Girl, and he was in uh, Les Mis. Yeah, he was Stephen Hawking. I've never yeah, seen he was... Jupiter Ascending. Oh, he lost yeah. a lot of red main points for me for that one. Jupiter Ascending. Oof. <laughs> yeah, just Fantastic Beast. I think he does a good job with his character in that. But I don't know. His face always just seems like he has a Freddie Mercury face without the false teeth. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't do that though. That was Rami Malik, right? Yeah, yeah, I know, but he his face is like I don't know something about his bite. Hmm. Maybe I'm the only one who sees it. Are you a biteist? Yes, I mean I wipe the hygienist. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to. That's fine. Hey, Jamie, I wanted to ask you because I know you're a horror movie fan, and I know I think you said before that. Oh, you like porn too. Porn. Oh, did you like Hoobie the Ho- Hoobie's Halloween? Hey, can we talk Hubie. about that quick? Okay, okay. Hubie. Can we talk about Hubie? Wait, first. Who gives okay. we're gonna, I'm going to ask Jamie a question. Then I want to talk about that stupid fucking movie. Green jacket, um, gold jacket. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So like the Frankenstein thing, right? So did you, did, I got major like Frankenstein vibes to like this last time I watched RoboCop. I got zero Frankenstein vibes, really? but I got the 80s. Um, killer first person vision thing like that friday the, yeah that they got from friday the 13th and oh yeah 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 predator which came out the same year as robocop which friday the 13th right. stole from halloween which oh, halloween stole from damn. peeping tom but i digress so and from uh the the santa movie the santa horror movie right the christmas horror santa movie Slay? yeah <laughs> does That's that from, have santa vision i've never seen that one no, like the one where like it's not like where Santa Claus comes. There's like a Christmas movie, and I think it's done from like the first person Cramp- view of like Santa Krampus. Claus, maybe. Anyway, the Hubie Halloween is <laughs> it is a that God, what's his name Adam Sandler always he's is he play, he's always has to play like this kind of like mentally uh, challenged or ill like this character like. Is this like a thing for him or 
No, I know exactly I what you're talking about. It's yeah. the voice, and it play, and he definitely has. He's on the spectrum of some sort, <laughs> like like his character from like Waterboy, right? Oh, Boucher, Jabby Doobie. Oh, fuck, I can't stand Adam Sandler. Like that's a, that's what I couldn't. I, yes, I watched the whole movie as well, Chad. Uh, it was really <laughs> dumb. The only thing I enjoyed about it was one all the t-shirts that the old ladies were wearing, like kayak makes me a kayak and makes me wet <laughs> like like t-shirts and stuff like that like that part yeah yeah that that part was funny to me but after that like the only thing that was funny was like the inside jokes where uh like the little kid o- uh o'doyle is like picking on him and like yelling o'doyle rules and yeah. like so that's the only reason i thought it was kind of funny but adam sandler takes me out of it with that who that Ribbity doo voice. <laughs> I could sc- Scooby Scooby. I don't know. It's yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, uh, yeah, his old stuff was so good though. It's a uh, catchphrase comedy to me. Like, <laughs> but I can't like. I mean, I feel like I can knock him, but I can't like. I don't know what kind of deal he's got with Billy Netflix. Madison. Those were good movies. No, they. It, I don't think so. What? That's what's driving me nuts. Billy Madison no. is no, like, in not on Netflix. Ones. No, I'm in. Oh, his old ones were great, and then he did, like, shit. Then he went and did, like, Pixel, and he did, like, all the ones with his friends where they, like, have kids, and they go to the water park. Yeah, Yeah, he made a lot of money. He he made a ton of money on those movies. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, I don't know what deal he's got with Netflix to keep cranking out, like, a movie like this every six months, but... I mean, but I'm watching them. <laughs> so. give, me, give me Happy Gilmore any day. Come on, that's a classic. No, you, we could argue about yeah. Billy Madison maybe because it's so absurd. But Happy Gilmore is like, oh, it's such a good comedy. And that one involves golf too, right? Oh, it's a double <laughs> whammy for you. Yeah. Oh no! But I, hey, but like, but I love golf. Though, yeah, I so fucking like, I love Caddyshack, but that's as close see, to golf. There as you I go. Get. Hold on, you don't like Happy Gilmore at all. I just when's I the last time watch, you watched it? I can't watch Adam Sandler. I, when's the last time you watched Happy Gilmore? I haven't. I can't. I can't. Oh, stand that, Adam he, doesn't, he doesn't play such a weird dude in that what one. Though? I think like you'd be okay with it. Stuff. Like, I mean, he no, got, the, he got nominated for Uncut played. Gems. He was incredible in that movie. Like, even Spanglish. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, like he's in serious movies. And when he does, like, no, when he does like the more serious stuff. I'm trying to think of the movie that he was in with Don Cheadle. It was like, um, it was like, was like his family died in 11 Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, um, yeah. Uh, Ocean's Twelve. <laughs> God. Uh, Stop it! Gonna take all the money, Sammy Doobie. <laughs> Before we go, I want to thank you for downloading this episode of Movie Time Machine. <laughs> Remember, new episodes drop on Fridays. Please send your questions, comments, and feedback to MovieMachinePod at gmail dot com. And I swear to God, if somebody email emails us, we'll get back to you right away. Especially well, I... if it's the federal government about the use of the fun guys. <laughs> or if it's someone demanding that Chad watches Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Hey, hold on, hold on. Can I just say right now, if someone emails or tweets saying, Chad, you got to watch it, will you watch it? Yes. Sweet. I'm going to go find some Twitter bots. Right. <laughs> I will not respond to Twitter bots. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, you follow us on Twitter at Movie Machine Pod. Um, for next time, we'll be doing the Big Lebowski. Doom. Uh, it'll be Jamie's pick. Then after that, it'll be Chris. So really excited to see what Chris is going to pick for us to watch. So, yeah, join us next time. Take care out there. Make your vote count. Goodbye. Chad, Chad was it rain over me? Rain over me? 
Yes, I found it. Yeah, Rain Over oh, Me yeah, was yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Don Cheadle one. Yep. <clears throat> Super important. So, also go vote. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you.